0: By snap. Option, Elliott. Touchdown. When you come to the big D. Big to Elliott, and they go deep downfield, and getting open and making the catch at the 25-yard line, and taking it all the way into the end zone is Avon Austin. Touchdown, Cowboys. You get beat down. The pass is caught. Cooper of the races for the
1: touchdown. This is the Big D Beatdown. Hey there, Cowboy fans. Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's Team. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and joining me as always are two of our analysts from over at Pigskin Nut, Ken Cuttingham and Ty Rogers. They are a pair of lifelong Cowboys. Cowboy fans, and we are the Big D Beatdown, and we are brought to you today by PigskinNut.com as well as PigskinNutRadio.com, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're in the car, taking a break from work, or just relaxing at the house, it's always better to be doing so while you're getting your football Fix. we break down players on our pro football scouting show as well as tackle some of the most current and controversial topics on our football roundtable we discuss some of the all-time greats on our show wide right and we put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite teams such as the Giants the Eagles the Browns the Broncos Steelers and of course your Dallas Cowboys make pig Skin nut and pig Skin nut radio your ultimate source for football news and radio Remember skin nut is the football news that you've been missing all right guys and with that we are going to go ahead and get started on the big D beat down and today we are going to talk about otas wrapping up and and i'm awfully excited for mandatory mini camps to get here um but you know that that's that's three days we we just had nine sessions through otas where we got an opportunity to hear about uh some of the things that were going on there and guys for starters, I'm I'm going to, you know, point this out because this was something and there were a lot of exciting things. And we'll get to those for OTAs. But one of the things that uh, that, you know, maybe you don't necessarily think of because they just you just kind of catch a headline once every now and then about surgeries and things like that happening. But, you know, it it, it I'm, I'm I'm not going to say it was discouraging. But it's starting to become, you know, kind of in the back of my mind, it's starting to creep up that, man, you know, we got a lot of guys coming off of injuries. We got a lot of guys coming off surgeries. We got a lot of guys that aren't um, getting an opportunity uh to be in there i mean for you know in otas we had alex redman working with the starting unit at center not our third round pick connor mcgovern not last year's starting center joe looney not our traditional starting center travis frederick i mean we're down to the fourth guy and i get that we're in the middle of summer and we're not you know we're still over a month and a half away from training camp but uh you know let me ask you. i'm i'm going to start with you uh ty rogers uh you know, is is that starting to worry you a little bit that you're, you know, names DeMarcus Lawrence, top coach Charlton on? I mean, every position seems to have guys with maybe the exception of wide receiver. I know Alan Hearns isn't there, but, you know, maybe wide receivers, the one where it seems like everybody's healthy and going. But is it starting to kind of creep those those little doubts and worries starting to creep up in the back of your mind? Um, This is probably going to surprise people, but I'll be
0: honest. No, it doesn't. Um here's why number one of uh, some of the guys we're talking about are guys that I think we can trust uh, their, their history shows that we can trust them. Uh, you know, Tyron Smith, uh, Leo Collins, um, you know, like we were talking about tackle Charlton guys that have produced on the field. That gives me a little bit more confidence in the situation. Football is a grind and particularly in the NFL. I mean, You've heard this last week uh, the contract negotiations trying to happen here between uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL Brass and the Players Union. Um, and they're talking about, you know, 18 game seasons. That is to me as a, a coach. I'm, uh, for those who have, have not listened to the Big D beat down very long or are new, I'm a high school football coach in the state of Texas. The one thing that you see, even at the high school level, is how quickly kids can get beat down, their bodies can get beat down, and at the professional level, you say to yourself, okay, uh, these guys are getting paid to do this; they're paid to stay in shape all year long. They should be able to, to you know, be at the OTAs, the mini camps, and all that stuff, uh, and you know, be a part of every rep. But at the pro level, we all know this, uh, and particularly the Dallas Cowboys, the biggest. Adversary that a pro roster has is injury, particularly to your stars. Um, if Taco Charlton goes down, we, I mean, I know we've had some depth and that's maybe when we talk about things we like coming out of OTAs, we can talk about that a little. Uh, but when we talk about you know somebody like that going down, or Robert Smith, or or um, you know, or Dak Prescott, God forbid, Zeke Elliott, God forbid. Um, even you know we talked about travis frederick and i I wrote an article on pixie getting that about how he's so integral to what the cowboys are trying to do and how his return makes them to me a super bowl contender um we don't need him getting injured coming off of you know a year of missing him uh in this situation now there's a lot to be said for timing and understanding and particularly our young guys uh you know our our draft picks and those type of things yeah we, we want them to get as many reps as possible but one of the things that a professional is uh, that is different from, say, a college player or a high school player is that when a professional gets reps, if they are truly perfecting their craft, um, even though they do have to get a certain amount of volume, they don't have to have as high a volume as, as your lower levels. And so as much as I would like to see them out there and I mean – uh, particularly as a fan, I want to see our guys together working as much as possible. I understand the rigors of the season. I understand, um, you know, the grind that this is, and I would much rather these guys be healthy going into training camp and into the season uh, than to, you know, want them to be in an OTA and something happen, even if it's a freak situation, and one of these guys that we, you know, just talked about in the previous episode that we're going to have to try to sign, including Dak Prescott um we you know have them in a situation where they're no no longer productive for us here in 2019
1: yeah you know and 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 I'm going to switch it over to you real quick Ken because uh you know I and and I get it guys it, it's it's june it's early June. I mean, you know, we're we're a long ways from these guys reporting in late July. We're a long ways from the season starting. Uh, and obviously, yes, that is the goal, to make sure that a lot of these guys are back by the time, you know, week one rolls around. But, you know, we've talked about some breakout players here uh, in a couple of our recent episodes, you know. And a guy like Connor Williams' name comes up. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. it, it I'm not going to say it worries me, but it, it – it, it kind of sounds like one of those things that we could look back on, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, maybe if Connor Williams doesn't have necessarily the, the the strong season that we're expecting him to now that he's added on that weight. You know, it could be because of the fact that, hey, he was having to take some reps at left tackle because Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins and Cam Fleming were all out and. Man, I want him stuck at that left guard position if that's what he's going to play in 2019. I want him at that left guard position learning. And yes, I want him I want him sandwiched between Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick. You know, all offseason long, learning, listening to them, communicating with them. You know, I mean, w- Michael Gallup is a guy that, that we talked about as a breakout cal- uh, candidate. And I love the idea from what I've been hearing about OTAs about him that he is constantly – on Dak Prescott's hip, you know, asking him, hey, you know, where was I in the progression on that one? What did you see? You know, did did, did did I need to get more separation? Was I late? Things like that. You know, I love that. I want Connor Williams doing that with Travis Frederick and Tyron Smith, and that's just not something that we're getting an opportunity to have happen because of not only some injuries, but also because, you know, they're having to shuffle some guys around. So uh, and, and like I said, Connor McGovern not getting to do some stuff because of a, a little knickknack injury. But um but but let me ask you this uh, Ken because this can also be a blessing in disguise you know this can also you know help prepare a guy like Xavier Suafilo or Joe Looney like it did last year this can help prepare a guy like maybe a Joe Jackson or Durant Armstrong or Kerry Hyder you know if a taco or even if Demarcus Lawrence you know everybody expects him back by week one but you know talk about that talk about how you know on the counter argument Ken hey, Depths could be getting better and better because these guys are out there taking snaps with the first team because other guys are out with injury.
2: Yeah, and that's and and, and that's a great point. You know, you start you start getting these young guys involved early when they're when their number is called, they get a you know they get they get a chance to shine and they're more they're more prepared for for that spotlight. But on the same time, for me, it's like you know. Cowboys are a young football team. I mean, they got a couple of veterans that are that they're gonna get their days off, but they're primarily a very young football team. And these guys, you know, they need they need to get their reps. Like even some like Leighton Vanderesh. Esch. I mean, hell of a football player. You saw what his rookie year was. The guy's on a path to be, you know, look like an All-Pro caliber player for years to come. And he hasn't practiced yet. And you know it's the little things that, you know, like he didn't play he didn't play that great against against the Rams in the in the playoff game last year, and neither did Jalen Smith. So as good as these guys are, you know, every rep really does does help from the top to the bottom. Now I'm not gonna get too too worried about these OTAs. When they start getting to, to mini camp and start throwing the and get the training camp and start throwing the pads on and hitting guys, that's where I really want to see these guys in here. But I like your point, and the reason why I like your point is because you look at the Cowboys last year, and they were a very healthy football team. I mean, this is a league where guys get beat up, and you, one thing you can't avoid in the NFL is injuries. And, you know, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They got, they got decimated by injuries last year. It could have been a whole different season for the Cowboys and the Eagles if, if the Eagles stayed healthy all year. And the Cowboys, they were a healthy football team. I mean, they lost Travis Frederick very early. And they lost Alan Hearns in the playoff game, but in between those two injuries, the reason why they were so good is because they had that they had that depth. I forgot Sean Lee. Obviously, he you know he missed some games. Tyron Smith missed a couple of games here and there. But as far as season-ending injuries, teams get four or five guys a season that just you know get season-ending injuries. And the Cowboys, for for what it was worth, you know they were a very healthy football team. So they might not get that lucky this year. So you might need, you know, you might need some of those role players, some of those guys who don't have that much experience to step up this year because you never you never know which, which way it's going to fall. So I love what you said. And, you know, you never know when you have to have that next man up mentality because you never know when, you know, when your number is going to be called. And this is the perfect time when these guys are out to shine. Let the coaches see you. Make flashy plays like a lot of these receivers. A lot of these receivers are making flashy plays right now, and they look really good in camp. And right now it might look like a really deep – receiving or very deep on the depth charts with the receivers but all of a sudden you know a cap casualty is alan hearns you let him go we've seen we've seen tavon austin have a lot of injuries maybe they're tired maybe the, maybe the way Kellen moore runs this offense maybe a guy like noah brown just doesn't fit like he did in the scott linehan offense the way they like to use that blocking receiver maybe a guy like that doesn't fit now all of a sudden you lose three guys with three of those receivers right there now all of a sudden some of these guys that are flashing in camp, now it's time for them to it's time for them to show. So these reps right now, they might pan out later on because you just you just never know how how it's gonna shape out. And that's the beauty of the NFL. You really you don't know who's gonna be good, who's gonna be bad until they start smacking each other, hitting each other in the mouth, you know?
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, and and that's that's exactly where I was going next was of course the one position that right now, outside of Allen Hearns, seems to be pretty darn healthy is the wide receiver position where we've listed as many as nine or ten guys that have an opportunity to make this football team. And you know, that is not exaggerating. We I mean the Cowboys are likely to keep five, maybe six at the most, wide receivers on this roster. Guys, it is a legitimate you know argument that 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 there are 10 different wide receivers right now on this roster that have a chance to to be the I mean be on, on this final 53 man roster and so uh, and I'll say this much I'm loving what I'm like I said what I'm hearing about Michael Gallup I'm loving what we're hearing and I know. Ty has talked about this in the past. What we're hearing from John Vea Johnson, you know, the quickness, the explosion, what, uh, you know, me and, me and Ken have talked about in the past about Jalen Guyton and his ability, you know, to not only be fast and explosive, just like Johnson, but also to be a little bit physical, you know, in his route and, and a guy that very similar to Michael Gallup that, Hey, a lot of the times, the reason he is open is because he's on time because he didn't get pushed around at the line of scrimmage or through the top part of his route. So you know, I, I'm loving hearing that the speed is being added on. I'm loving to hear that the chemistry is getting better with guys like Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. So uh, that is definitely something that that has been a plus in my eyes. Uh, is Like I say, you know, this was an offense last year that really struggled. They really, you know, and I say struggled. They struggled to make big plays. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott... And Amari Cooper were pretty much our big play guys, and Zeke even at times last year was banged up and didn't have that extra step that we've seen from him this year. So really, this was kind of a stagnant offense. They were an offense that was still effective, but you know didn't have that spark, didn't have that that big play ability. We saw it once from Tavon Austin, and once Amari Cooper got here, it came some more, but. But, you know, I'm loving the fact that, that we're seeing guys with speed out there. We're seeing guys that are making plays. And we're seeing guys that are on the same page as Dak Prescott. So uh, when we come back, we're going to get to some of the things that Ty and Ken have seen out there in OTAs or that they've heard about that is really, uh, really making them smile about this 2019 Cowboys season. First, we are going to take a break here at the Big D Beatdown, and we will be right back. All right, Cowboy fans, we are back here at the Big D Beatdown. I'm Austin Smith, your host, joined, as always, by Coach Ty Rogers and Ken Cuttingham. And we're going to go back to you, Ty. You know, I talked about, hey, I'm loving seeing... You know, the rapport with some of these receivers. I'm loving to see some of the added speed with some of these receivers kind of get influenced into this offense. Uh, tell me some of the things that you are are, are happy to cheer here. And it doesn't necessarily have to be on the offensive side of the ball. But, but give me a few things that you're really thrilled about hearing at OTAs.
0: Well, when I look at reports coming out, here's the thing. And you mentioned it in the previous segment. You have speed and competition at the skill positions, at wide receiver, at corner, at safety. When the draft happened in April, one of the things that Cowboy fans were still concerned about was, oh, well, we didn't really take a high-profile safety. Uh, you know, We don't know who we're going to pair back there with Xavier Woods. Uh, we don't know about our third-corner situation. And those were a lot of questions that were in people's minds going into OTAs. Because we have the depth of wide receiver, and again, I think that's really going to pay off. Um, you know, Ken mentioned the fact that there are nine or ten guys in that uh, you know position that have a legitimate shot to make the roster. Well, I think that a with Kellen Moore at the head of the offense, there's going to be more need for wide receivers. Um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of the twelve and thirteen personnel. Well, at least not as much um, as you did. Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, the previous regime and on offense. And I think you're going to see more 10 personnel. I think you're going to see more 11 personnel, which means three and four wide receivers on uh, the field at the same time. And what that's done is that it's also made our defense better because they're having to look at that. Um, they're having to defend it. Um, you know, there's an article written, you uh, you know, the Cowboys is uh, beat riders were talking about the, the last quarterback spot on the roster. And we had talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, Chris, where's Mike Jackson, Donovan, Alumbo, you got guys out there who are really having to burn for a roster position. Um, you know, and the article basically said that a is really, um, you know, kind of taking a step forward. He wasn't the, the guy at first between those three. Um, but now, you know, they think that he might be a legitimate special teams guy uh that he's really you know made an uh, impression with chris richard um and also that westry might get a chance to play some safety so we're adding depth and we're adding versatility to our skill position guys that's a big thing i think it's going to be a big transition uh for the cowboys it's going to make that offense uh, a little bit more dynamic and not quite as stagnant uh as it was under scott Linehan, which we talked about in the previous segment um And we all know, if you follow football at all and you understand the concept uh, of what it takes in the NFL to be successful, we know that speed kills. And we're seeing that on the field, on both sides, in the secondary and the wide receiver positions, and that, I think, is going to make the Cowboys better going to the training camp. And if those guys can get, you know, perfect their craft and get to where our top-level guys are having to see that type of competition. Um, it's going to pay off in spades, I think, uh, come you know, uh, preseason, even in early into the season. Uh, and hopefully give the Cowboys an opportunity um, to set a playoff schedule where they've got to come through Dallas. Um, and I think that's something with this group might be a, a very big uh, opportunity
1: yeah definitely ty and you know i I think I read the same article that uh that you were reading when when it talked about Alumba kind of stepping up and it talked about Westry's uh versatility because and 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 let's not forget that same article it also talked about Michael Jackson getting some work in the in the slot I mean this is a guy that's proven that hey Not only can I handle, handle my own out here on the, uh, on the exterior, but I can get in there on the slot against some of the quicker guys and, and give them some problems too. So, uh, absolutely love the versatility that I was seeing. Uh, and, and we even heard a name like, uh, like Darian Thompson, who's out here making some plays at safety, uh as well. So, uh, so definitely, you know, hearing some good things at, at, at the skill positions, whether it's the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball, uh, Ken, I'm going to swing it over to you, sir. Uh, let me know some of these things that you've been hearing because obviously, uh, you know, maybe I started to show off on a little bit of a a downer note by talking about some of the injuries, but let's be honest, guys, there are a lot of good things that are coming out of Dallas Cowboy OTAs that are really making us get excited about the 2019 season. Ken, what are you hearing?
2: Yeah, if if you're a Cowboys fan, I've, I've been hearing some things that that should make you very very excited, and that's what we're seeing from Dak Prescott right now. I mean, Dak Prescott was always, you know, you didn't hear much coming at from him in in the OTAs and the practices. You didn't hear a lot of a lot of positive things about him because you you know he was just a yeah, you know you know not bad, just a pretty good practice player. But when the lights came on, he turned it on. But now we're hearing stuff about how much more comfortable Dak Prescott looks on the field right now. I mean, for starters, he he it looks like, you know, he's shaved off maybe ten pounds. He's looking like he's in really great shape. And I'll tell you what, man, it's looking like this John Kitten hiring for for the for the quarterback coach is really looking good because I mean they're just drilling he's drilling Dak with the footwork, and Dak just looks and 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 they're saying, you know, that he just feels so much more comfortable out there just you know going into year four just to have that comfort level because you've seen so much already you know it kind of it takes it takes the a little bit out of it now you're just going out and you're playing the game you're going through your progressions and you're, you're just making the throws you know it's you're not thinking as much because you kind of know how things are going to look you know how the defense is going to unfold and you're more comfortable with your offense and where your guys are going to be and the Dak and Michael Gallup, that connection that, you know, we've seen the really good things and we've seen them be off a lot too. They're looking like they're really starting to click and they're starting to feel each other out. I mean, there's, you know, they're saying Dak's deep ball is looking really great. And that's, I mean, that's huge for, for Cowboys fans, if they can get that going. And it's, it's a simple thing. It's like a couple of plays that really you know stick out in these OTAs is Amari Cooper on a, you know, a simple slant, Simple slant, you know, completely destroys destroys. I'm not sure who was who was covering him, but you know he got his his typical separation, and Dak laid one right on him, and he dropped it. He flat out dropped the ball, and the uh the, the very next play, you know, he sent he sent Cooper on a on a on a deep uh, a deep post, and you know double coverage, and Dak put the ball in the only spot that um, either Amari Cooper was going to catch it or nobody was going to catch it, and Amari Cooper went right off and snagged that ball out of the out of the air with one hand and I know it's a practice and you know, and those, those are the, those are when you should be making those throws because it's practice. But you, if that Prescott can get confidence on throws like that, I mean, watch out because once he figures that out, i tell you what, man, teams are going to be in trouble. And especially if the two of them figure that out with, with Amari Cooper. I mean, like just reading stuff like that reminds me of, you know, that, that, that Aaron Rodgers game against Dallas uh, the year after they lost to him in the playoffs where, Rodgers went to uh I believe it was Devontae Adams in the end zone on Jordan Lewis. And then the first play, Jordan Lewis makes a nice play. You know, Devontae Adams probably should have had the ball. Aaron Rodgers said not so fast and went right back to him, you know, showing that trust in his receiver, knowing that he can get there and make that play. And Devontae Adams caught that touchdown and, you know, they, they beat they beat Dallas late in that game. And like that's the type of confidence that you want to see your quarterback have and make throws like make throws like that. Make throws like that the tony romo playoff game uh or the you know the, the the famous des uh catch no catch where it's a fourth you know i believe it was a fourth and one and you could Absolutely. have easily you, you could have handed the ball off you could have threw the ball across the middle but to have that confidence throw it up to your playmaker in a spot like that it didn't work out it didn't work out like they wanted but it very well could have and that's the type of confidence that you want to see and it really seems like. Like Dak is really, really starting to get that confidence and get a better feel for that quarterback position. And I think, you know, between Kellen Moore, who was quite the, quite the, gu- uh, the gunslinger back in college, and and John Kitna, who he's, you know, the famous quote from him is, Dak, you don't have to make that throw because guess what, I made that throw plenty of times. And you do not want to make that throw. Fucking, you know, a guy who's thrown 165 picks in his career, thing to be coaching you because now he knows, you know, he's seen it all. And, and he's letting he's letting Dak know the throws that you don't want to make and the throws you do want to make. And I think having that influence with those two former quarterbacks and especially one who is as seasoned as John Kitna, it seems like it is really helping Dak. And, you know, it looks like we could be heading for some really exciting things with with Dak Prescott this year. And that's you know, I'm really excited about that. One other small note I want to touch on was uh, Mike Weber, who, you know, kind of injured his knee. You know, he's been mixed back into practice. But, you know one guy who stepped up in the midst of the running back competition, you know, after, um, after, you know, Rod Smith isn't returning, you know, they they need that second running back. And, you know, you're thinking Weber and Tony Pollard are going to battle for that. And it looks like Darius Jackson, you know, a guy who's had a couple stints with the Cowboys and, you know, he made his way back again. And, you know, I I don't know if it's, you said he, he, you know, shaved a couple pounds I know he was off a pretty bad knee injury two years ago, so last year wasn't really, you know, he wasn't really fully back to it. He's, you know, another year healthier, and he's looking really good. And you know, Zeke, as much as we want him to get a lot of carries, he can't get all the carries. So somebody's going to have to come in there and fill fill that backup running back role. And early on in camp, you know, Darius Jackson's turning some heads, and you know, you never know, he could be that guy to to step up and be that surprise surprise guy to you know to make the roster.
1: Hey, absolutely, you know. And 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 you hit the nail right on the head. Uh Zeke can't continue to carry the ball as much as he is, and I don't think the Cowboys want him to. They're if they're getting ready to give him a 5-year, 6-year extension, then by all means, he, you want him to at least get 3-4 years into that still playing at his prime. So, I mean, if, if that, if they've got any chance at that, based on what history tells us with running backs and the amount of punishment they take, then we've got to, we've got to start limiting some of the contact on Zeke Elliott. And I tell people all the time, that doesn't necessarily mean taking the ball out of his hands, but, you know, on, you know, on, on pass protection, I know Zeke's one of the best in the league. Well, then we need another one that's that good because the bottom line is those are unnecessary hits that somebody else could be taking on the check down throws. Those are hits that somebody else could be taking where you catch it, turn up field and you get smacked. There's a lot of contact that Zeke takes that the 50, 60 other running backs in the NFL could be taking. And even though they're not going to be, you know, quite as efficient at it as Ezekiel Elliott, there's not much drop off. Like I say on a check down throw or on pass protection, if you've got a, somebody else that can do it, at a decent enough level, then, you know, then those are hits that Zeke doesn't have to take. And, and going back to Dak Prescott. Yeah. I'll throw this out there too, because in the final OTAs, we heard about some red zone work where Dak Prescott was having a really good session where he was, you know, finding the right targets. He was making plays on the move. Uh, he was accurate with the ball. You know, those are things, Hey, you know, uh, I, I, we always talk about, you know, the lack of big plays last year for this offense. You know, let's not forget this offense wasn't very good in the red zone either. And, you know... Uh, I. Obviously, I, I thought we were way too predictable in the red zone. So the idea that uh, the Dak Prescott is stepping it up to the notch, hey, you know, predictable isn't always a bad thing if you're just that good. And the Cowboys can be just that good when it comes to red zone offense where, hey, you know what we're getting ready to do. We know what we're going to do that. You know it. And, and and we're gonna do it anyway, and we're gonna have success with it. So, uh, really excited to hear that Dak Prescott is is really making plays in the red zone as well. Um, I, you know, we've got a few minutes left. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Um, I'm gonna ask you this, Ty. Give me one or two things, uh, real quick that uh that you're looking forward to at mandatory minicamp. Well, my
0: offensive line heart, uh, being what it is. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that first group start working together. Um, I think that when the Cowboys line up this year, you have to cover all the way across the field and deal with that first string offensive line, Zeke Elliott, coming downhill. they are going to be some special things. Um, obviously, Connor Williams, there's a lot expected from him, and uh, a lot of people believe he's going to be much, much better. Seeing it uh, materialize, Uh, particularly, and maybe more importantly, with Travis Frederick right there next to him um, on the right and Tyron Smith on the left. That's a vision that I think a lot of Cowboys fans want uh, to see uh, live and in living color. And that, to me, might be one of the most exciting things about uh, mandatory minicamp, is those guys getting on the same page and really feeling confident about what they can do in the run game uh, and like I said, if they're more wide open, like we think they will be under Kellen Moore, uh, that's a dangerous proposition for the rest of the NFC East and for uh, the Cowboys opponents.
1: Ken, sir, uh, one or two things, man, while we wrap up uh, that you're looking forward to in mandatory minicamp.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see more of the evolution of Kellen Moore and, and what what is he going to bring to the offense? What are they going to allow him to bring? I mean, is is this going to be Kellen Moore calling Jason Garrett's plays, or is Kellen Moore going to be able to put his own flavor to this? I mean, he was pounding the table for, for Tony Pollard in the draft, and they and they let him take him with, with a pretty high pick. And so I find it hard to believe that they're going to let him go and take his guy and not let him put his own little flavor into this offense. So I'm excited to see what, what do we see from this offense? Does it look similar to what we did last year but they just execute better or is there going to be some wrinkles to this offense are we going to see some a lot more motion you know you look at like the rams and what you know mcveigh does and you know the way they're they're flying guys left and right in motion and how much it really helps the passing game but also how much it helps the running game and i just i'm i go back and forth on this because like you said it, it is jason garrett you know he's coaching for his job this year he doesn't there's no guarantee he's back so you know, if you're the head coach of a football team and your job's on the line, are you are you gonna how much trust do you put in other people or do you wanna call the shots? But at the same time, it seem it's it seems like they're giving they're giving uh they're giving Kellen more that playbook and, and gonna let him do some things. And I, I wanna know what that is. How much different does the offense look? And I mean it's it's exciting, man, and I can't wait to see it unfold.
1: That's right, man. And I am right there with you. I want to see the Statue of Liberty play with Dak Prescott (laughs) and Zeke Elliott, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I want to see some of the old Boise State. Yeah, I want to see some of the old Boise State magic from that Fiesta Bowl against the Oklahoma Sooners, baby. Give me some of that, Kellen Moore. Oh, man, I'm right there with you. And guys, you know, one thing I'll I'll touch on uh, as we finish up here. You know, we've talked about the receivers. We've talked about, you know, skilled positions on the defensive side. I really want to see some of these linebackers, you know, and 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 I want I'm talking about other than, you know, the duo that we've 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 talked about as Van Jalen. You know, I want um I wanna see Chris Covington what he's going to look like in his second year. I want to see Joe Thomas, who's in a contract year, and this is a, a guy that's got talent, and he can play a variety of the positions. What are you going to offer this team? How about a guy like Kyle Quiero, who who's done our practice squad all last year, and is really, from what I've heard, moving around the football field fast, even though he has added weight. He has built himself up into more of a linebackers body coming from Northwestern two years ago. This is a guy that was a strong safety, kind of a linebacker, strong safety tweener, but uh, you know, they, they made the decision immediately after signing him as an undrafted free agent that he was going to linebacker. He spent a year on the practice squad. Hey, you know, is this a guy that steps up? You know, people forget that last year during training camp linebacker was an exciting position. Justin Lillard, March, Joe Thomas, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Esch, I mean, uh, Damian Wilson, we had a lot of linebackers that were making plays throughout, you know, training camp. And even Kyle Carroll and a guy like Joe Lanning, who's no longer with the team, even those guys, you know, were even making their names heard. And, it, it, you know, I want to see this group, you know, this group last year, I was not worried about our linebackers. Even if Sean Lee got hurt, I was not going to be worried about our linebackers after what we saw in training camp. I want this group to stay in that category where, hey, there's depth, there's talent, there's, you know – there's just a confidence that no matter what the scenario we can put two or three of them on the field that can get the job done at a good enough level that lives up to the expectation that the, this defense is set. That's what I really want to see from many camps. I want to see it start now and I want to get to training camp and I want to see these guys really, really prove that, Hey, last year wasn't a fluke. The linebacker position is good to go for the foreseeable future. And, guys, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. Uh, Be sure to join us next time when Ken and Ty, you know, and I, we all get together and we talk about probably one of the biggest elephants in the room when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys organization right now. And that is the head coaching position. Jason Garrett does not have a contract extension. Somehow Chris Richard is still the defensive coordinator on this roster or is now the defensive coordinator on this roster after kind of splitting duties last year. You know, we all thought he would be a head coach somewhere. So we are going to dig into it. How much do we read into the fact that Garrett doesn't have a contract and could Chris Richard find himself in the in the driver's seat to possibly being the head coach of this football team in 2020? You know, we are going to really dig down in that debate uh, and get to the bottom of it and really figure out, you know, who needs to be this team's head coach in year 2020 Uh, for now. Uh, we are going to wrap up the show. Don't forget to visit us at pigskinnutradio.com, the soon-to-be-undisputed king of football radio, as well as pigskinnut.com for all our write-ups on the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. Thanks for joining us on the Big D Beatdown today, guys. For Ken Cunningham, Ty Rogers, and I, Austin Smith, we are going to say have a good day, Cowboys, and we'll see you next time.